Good evening, good evening. This is Hubert McIntosh, your CPA and a member of SOFA. Coming to you again. Yes, yes, I know you guys are thinking he's sounding like a broken record, but no, I'm live in the studio. And yes, I am in beautiful Palm City. It's a beautiful day. I am not lying. I know you guys hear this so often. It's about 77 degrees. The sun is shining. No cloud in the sky. It's beautiful. And we're here in the studio. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for financial literacy. Every Friday at 4 p.m. we come to you at this time. And these wonderful people have allowed me for the next six months. This is week six. Can you believe that? We started on February 14th. We are at week six. Wow. Isn't that amazing? We have 20 more weeks they have allowed me. And we're going to pray to God that that 26 weeks extends, right? But we're going to give thanks for the time that we're here providing you financial literacy. So this is week six. And you remember, we have created a website. So if you want, you can go and listen to the previous weeks. It's financialeducational.com, financialeducational.com. And you will see the previous recordings. We have spoken about Medicare, Social Security, long-term care, and last week, as the at the height of the coronavirus, um, I tried to give you some encouragement. But the closest person to me, my wife, said to me that it was not encouraging enough. <laughs> it's great when you have a wife who's going to be real with you and tell you. She said it was not encouraging enough. So I asked the Lord, Lord, what should I share? This week, what should I share this week? Because in terms of the market and in terms of the hysteria and the panic, this week is worse than last week. And there are different thoughts out there. There are two, two different thoughts out there. One thought is that it's going to get better sooner. There's another thought it's going to get worse before it gets better. So the Lord laid on me a verse, a scripture that I need to share with you. So what we're going to do this evening, we are going to deviate a little. So the first half of the show, for the first 30 minutes, I'm going to share a scripture and some words and some insights from that scripture. And then midway through the show, around about 4.30, we're going to open up the lines that you can call and you can make your comments but I got confirmation this morning of what I should share with you. Um, an associate slash friend sent me a text this morning, and it was to encourage. The text was from Proverbs 24, verse 10. And in the New Living Translation, it says, If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. And then I went and I looked and I says, well, that can be kind of strong. So I went and I also looked at it in the Amplified Version. And the Amplified Version says, if you faint, if you faint in the day of 
distress. Distress. Then your fate or, or you, that, your strength is, is slack. If you faint, instead of saying faint, saying slack or being careless, then instead of saying your strength is small, it says your strength is limited. So I think that is kind of more fitting. Distress, because a lot of us are distressed. And if we're not careful, then our strength is limited. So that's what I heard this morning. And then a client of mine called me this morning. And this was the confirmation I got at what to share with you. We have been doing a plan for her for almost 18 months. And this week, the plan was approved. And she called me this morning. As I said to you, I was wondering what to share with you. And she says, because of what's going on, I want to put the plan on hold. I don't want to remember this plan was been going on for 18 months. She said, I want to put the plan on hold. And then I praying about it. And then this scripture was revealed to me. So I'm going to read the scripture. I'm going to make some insights and some comments on it. And then uh, we're going to open the phone lines. This is Hubert McIntosh. We are in the studio. Remember the number. We'll give you the number again. We, we're going to take call midway through the program. Toll free, it's 888-221-8990. Local, 772-221-1100. And the scripture that I'm going to read, it's a very familiar scripture to most of us. And But I'm going to put a little spin on it that the Holy Spirit has shared with me. Jeremiah 29, most of you know the chapter. 29, 1 through 14. Most people know Jeremiah 29 and they'll quote Jeremiah 29, 11. 29, 11. Almost everybody know 29, 11. They can quote it from their sleep. Because it says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They're plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Most people know that verse, but they don't know the surrounding the verses before and the verses after. So we're going to go to the scripture reading, right? We're going to go to scripture reading 2940. As I said, we're going to deviate a little. We're still talking about financial educational and financial literacy. But I said to you from time to time, I'm going to deviate and we're going to use the word. And when I tie it together with the help of the Holy Spirit, you will see you will see the result of it. So Jeremiah 29, 1 through 14. So it says, a letter to the exiles. Jeremiah wrote a letter from Jerusalem to the elders, priests, prophets, and all the people who had been exiled to Babylon by King Nebuchadnezzar. This was after King Jehoshin, the queen mother, the court officials, the other officials of Judah, and all the craftsmen and artisans had been deported from Jerusalem. He sent the letter with Elasa, son of Shaphan, and Jemariah, son of Elkiah, when they went to Babylon as King Zedekiah's ambassador to Nebuchadnezzar. This is what Jeremiah's letter said. Verse 4. 
This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says to all the captives he has exiled to Babylon from Jerusalem. Build homes and plan to stay. Plant gardens and eat the food they produce. Marry and have children. Then find spouses for them so that they may have many grandchildren. Multiply. Do not dwindle away. And work for the peace and prosperity of the city where I sent you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, for its welfare will determine your welfare. Verse 8. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. Do not let your prophets and fortune tellers, tell, fortune tellers who are with you in the, in the land of Babylon trick you. Do not listen to their dreams because they are telling you lies in my name. I have not sent them, says the Lord. Verse 10. This is what the Lord says. You will be in Babylon for 70 years, but then I will come and do for you all the good things I have promised, and I will bring you home again. Verse 11. This is what most people are familiar with. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. There are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. But we're going to go to, to 14. Verse 12. In those days, when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I will be found by you, says the Lord. I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. I will gather you out of the nations where I sent you and will bring you home again to your own land. This is the word of the Lord. So what's the insights there? Here, the background, what was happening, the children were exiled. They were exiled into Babylon. And there were different prophets were saying different things that this is going to happen in the next few weeks. You're going to be okay and so forth. And so there were varying, varying opinions similar to what's going on now. There are varying opinions. One person saying this, another group saying this, another group saying that. But because I'm on this station, I'm speaking to you as believers, speaking to you as believers. Sometimes, remember that everything that happens to us, and I know that this can be a hard saying what I'm saying. So some of this stuff I'm going to be saying, they're going to sound tough, but it's going to be tough love. I know sometimes when adversity or distress comes upon us, as believers, we say to ourselves, why did the Lord allow it? And that's a good question in the sense because nothing can happen to us unless the Lord allows it. But you know, sometimes the Lord allows things to get our attention to get our attention where sometimes our faith, our faith is strengthened in times that of adversity. So this is, I am not saying this is specifically what's happening, 
But this is the scripture that the Lord laid on me to share with you this, uh, this afternoon to encourage you. Yes, it's a word of encouragement. It's a word of encouragement because these, this is not the first we are encountering anything like this. Yes, it may be the first in our lifetime in some sort of way, but our guidebook, which is the Bible, we have had these circumstances. We have had these circumstances. You know, we go as way back to, to Deuteronomy verse 30, verse um, chapter 30, verse 19, when the Lord says, before I place before you life and death. I place before you life and death. I hope, I hope that you choose life. I hope that you choose life. And that's in Deuteronomy. You may say, wow, that's then you went back that far. But these are the things that has prepared us when we are in the word to know that the God we serve is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And our faith will be tested. Our faith will be tested. You know, we, last week I shared with you about in Egypt, when there was famine in Egypt, there was plenty in Goshen. I shared that with you. And here it is. And I shared Habakkuk 2 last week to you where it says, where the Lord says to Habakkuk, write the vision, write the vision plainly so that the runner may run with it. But there was another part in Habakkuk also we didn't talk about last week, but we're going to talk about it this afternoon. The Lord said to Habakkuk, because my people, my people have not listened to me and I'm going to get their attention. I'm going to raise up the Babylonians. I'm going to raise up the Babylonians. So this was prophesied. And Abacuc was so shocked. Abacuc asked the Lord, Lord, how can you use such wicked people like the Babylonians to correct your people? And he says, watch and see. Watch and see. So this was prophesied. And it did happen. And this scripture that we took was while they were in exile. And you're saying now, Hubert, is this what? I don't know, but it's, it, it has brought us to our attention, right? It has brought us to our attention, whereas sometimes we need to stop and look back and, and evaluate ourselves to see where each of us stand. You know, a lot of these things were prophesied that in the latter days, there will be famine, there will be diseases, there will be all kind of things. I am not saying it is this time, 2020, March 20, 2020. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying we have been prepared as believers where we can strengthen and we can look to our faith. We can look to our faith faith instead of we getting in this doomsday and i'm not minimizing folks please don't take it wrong i am not minimizing what's going on but here it is we have an opportunity where the lord has gotten our attention where we can pray for each other we can 
pray for each other. We can pray for non-believers. Here's an opportunity we have where we can pray for non-believers because we have a God to look to. So you ask yourself, last week we spoke about the people of our friends who are non-believers. So here's an opportunity that we have that we can pray for our friends. Can you imagine if we as believers who we have a source to look to and we can get so stressful and distressed, can you imagine the people who don't have someone to look to who is alive? Because we know, we know that God is our, that our God is alive. He's not dead. He's alive. And we can look to him. So this is an opportunity where we can pray for each other and pray for non-believers. And here's a word I shared with my wife and she doesn't like when I said it. But here's the truth of the matter. People during these times going to die. People are going to die. And, and, and you may say, well, well, am I spreading doom? No, it's here. Corona is here. People are going to die. So what's our responsibility? Is to say that people are not going to die? No, we have an opportunity where we can pray for their souls. We can pray for their souls. It's an opportunity where we can minister to people, where we can share love. We can share love. This is an opportunity where we can share love. Whereas sometimes in our business, sometimes in our business, we even get to neglect each other. We get to neglect each other where, you, you know, and some of this I am saying to myself also. So don't think I am preaching to the masses and not preaching to myself. Sometimes we get so neglectful. But here it is now where we are quarantined, where some of us has gone into self-quarantine, where we are quarantined and we cannot do some of these activities. But here's what we can do. Social physical distancing does not mean that we have to distance from each other. It doesn't mean that. Here's an opportunity where we can show love. We can seek out love. We can, social distancing does not prevent us from communicating with family and friends. Does not. It gives us an opportunity because we, we have media. We have FaceTime. We have text. Oh, my gosh. It gives us an opportunity where we can encourage each other. And remember, when we are encouraging each other, we have the ability to help others by listening and sharing. But guess what it also does? It also helps us to, pulls us to pull us out of our own heads and gives us a positive sense of purpose and feedback. Because a lot of us, if we don't have a source to look to and we're not looking to our source, it's very easy that we can get so captivated in what's going on. It does not mean we are neglecting what's going on. But remember, we are called to be light. 
We are called to be light. So if we are going through the same distress that the next person who is a non-believer is going to, how are we going to minister to that person? Tell me, how are we going to minister to that person? Because if we are going through the same emotions, the same emotions, we're saying the same thing as the non-believer how is it that we can minister? We cannot minister to them because then they're going to ask, where is the God that you said you were serving? Why is this allowing? Why is it allowing? Why is God allowing this? It's so interesting that on this very station, um, Vernon McGee, which comes on at 9 o'clock in every morning, Monday to Friday, one of the topics he was talking about this week was why God allows these things to happen to his people. Yes, this is what Vernon McGee was talking about. And Vernon McGee, who's been dead, Vernon been dead for 35 years. But this is something he was talking about, whereas sometimes God allows these things to get our attention. And as I says, I don't know if this is what is going on. But one thing I know, a lot of us, including myself, the time that we didn't have to spend with each other, we have it now. Because a lot of events where we used to go to and we run here and we run there because of the shutdown, we cannot. So there are two ways we can deal with it. Two ways. There are two ways we can deal with it. Are we going to sit and put our head in the sand or we are going to stop and look to and say, okay, I have this time now. So what am I going to do? What am I going to do with it? Because in this time, remember, this program is a financial educational program. So naturally, you would be thinking that I would be talking about financial strategies and so forth. Yes, we will do that. But there is a strategy, the number one strategy that you can have right now. Number one strategy. I don't care what any other financial advisor says to you. The number one strategy you can have right now is your mindset. Is your mindset where you ask yourself, how am I going to deal with this situation how am I going to deal with this situation? Your mindset. And this is where you're going to pull on your fate. Your mindset where you're going to stop and ask yourself, how do I take this? Am I going to just take this? Am I just going to take this and just shut down? Folks, the worst thing we can do in life, in anything that we can, that we, that, that's before us, is inaction. Inaction does not help anyone because inaction lets you stay at the same place. Inaction does not help. We got to keep moving. But you seek, you seek God and ask, how should you move? You seek God and ask, how should you move? Here were these people in exile. And when you're in exile, it's easy to sit 
and says, because here they were singing. You go back to Psalms 137 or 147, I forgot which one, where it says, where the people ask them to sing a song, to sing a song. Do you remember what they said in that psalm? How can, how can we sing a song of praise? How can we sing a song of praise in a strange land? How can we? Because in a strange land, it seems like we're not supposed to be singing. So, but what did God say in this verse? What did he say? He said that they should continue to live. They should continue to live. They should not be listening to the false prophets who were telling them that this we're going to get out of this in a couple of weeks. He said that they should continue to live and also to pray, to pray for their captors. I know sometimes, I know sometimes it's very difficult to pray for our captors or the people that we believe that's causing this adversity or this distress. But in this case, the distress or the adversity is a virus. So what are we going to do with the virus? Are we going to put our head in the sand? We're just going to put our head in the sand and just say, woe is me. That's not a solution. That solution does not help anyone. And I know it's hard, guys. I am not saying that this is easy, but this is where you can call on each other and you borrow someone else's faith. You borrow someone else's faith because sometimes your faith is not strong enough where you need someone else's faith. You take the man who was lame and his friends, his four friends took him. Jesus was in this house and they took off the roof and brought this man before Jesus. This is a case where friends were lending this man his faith. Faith, Because he who was lame did not have the faith. He couldn't do it. He couldn't carry himself. So here's an opportunity where we can lend each other our faith. We can lend each other because sometimes your faith is not strong enough, right? So, so the market, the market has been down. Wow. The market has dropped 36% in one month. All the gains that we have gained from 2010 in 10 years, all the gains in the market was wiped, wiped out. Wiped out in one month. So we're going to say to ourselves, wow, we're not going to do anything. No. And this is the part where I want to encourage you. One other thing, you, you, with your mindset. And this, I am telling you, it is not easy, but you got to work on it. And you got to seek. You got to seek counsel. You got to ask a friend. You got you to gotta seek each other, pray for each other, because here's what I don't want any of you to do, because I know this is going on, because I've spoken to so many people this week, and what is going on, there's a lot of fear. Here's what I want to to, to encourage you on. There are four things that I see going on this week. The four things. Fear, shame, blame, and guilt. 
I want you to look into yourself and let go of these. Let go of your fear. And I'm not saying it's easy, but we have the word. We have the word to stand on because it says, fear not. I am with you. I will never leave you. I will, Hebrews 13, 5, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And we just read Jeremiah 29, 11. It says, we have a good plan for you. We have a good plan for you. And verse 12 tell you, we're going to heal your land. But here's the part I don't want you to miss now. I don't want you to miss that part because a lot of time we pray, we pray Jeremiah 29, 11, and we forget Jeremiah 29, 12, and 13. Because he said, in that day, in that day, I don't want you to miss this part because a lot of times we miss it. He says, in that day, when you pray and you search for me, you will find me. You will find me. Sometimes we expect these things to happen without us doing anything. No, it does not work like that. If you have been listening to preaching that tell you it works like that, it does not. He says, when you pray and search for me, you will find me. You will find me. And you may say, okay, Hubert, that's Old Testament. All right, we're going to go back to James. What did James says in James 4, 8? It says, when we draw close to God, he will draw close to us. Guys, it's not a one-sided. We have a God who loves us unconditionally, but we have a role to play. Yes, we have a role to play. What did Jesus say? He called us friend. But why? Why did he call us friend? When did he call us friend? You remember what he says? When? When you keep my commandments, when you keep my commandments, I will call you friend. So, folks, I just don't want you to think this. There is a condition. Is love. Is love is unconditional. Is love is unconditional. But ours there is a condition. There is a condition. And I know these words may sound strong to some of you, but it's the word of God I'm taking it from. He laid this word on my heart to share with you. It's his word. And you may say, but Hubert, oh my gosh, this situation is different. No, it's not. We go back to the Lord's prayer. When we ask him to forgive us, to forgive us our sins. What's the next part? You see, a lot of times we want to forget the other part. He says, he will forgive us our sins when. You see, a lot of times we forget the when. He says, when we forgive others. When we forgive others. So guys, I just want to share this with you. There is, there is a condition so I pray when you seek him, when you seek him. So look to him. He's our source. He made the promise. I referred Psalms 91 to you last week. A thousand may fall by our side, 10,000 by our right hand, and nothing happens to us. 
when there was famine in Egypt, there was plenty in Goshen. So I am not minimizing what's happening, guys, but we have a source. And I want to encourage you, look to him, look to him. You know, so this is the word I just wanted to share with you. We are in the studio, toll free, 888-221-8990, 888-221-8990, local 772-221-1100, 772-221-1100. The lines are open. I would love for you to call, share your comments, your feedback, your prayer request or whatever it is, because we are all in this together we're all in this we're all in this together none of us is separated from this we're all in this together okay so call share your questions share your feedback because your words may help to encourage someone else let me see i think there's a call on the line let me let us check. Okay, we thought there was a caller there. You know, so we are in the studio. So give us a call. Remember, and the, on the web, if you get out your car and you lose service, remember WCNO.com. WCNO.com. You can listen live there. And as I said to you, we have also created a website where it can also link directly to the station. Financialeducational.com financialeducational.com. There is a link right there that takes you straight to the station where you can listen live. So we have made that resource available to you. And also we're in the studio. You know, any questions you have, you can, our feedback, you can reach, you can reach out to us. But, you know, so I just want to just encourage you. So as we wait for callers, as we wait for callers, I'll continue to go on uh, with some insights. So I want to emphasize or re-emphasize, let go of fear, shame, blame, and guilt. Let go of it. Because I know some people now, they're blaming advisors. They're blaming advisors. Yes, these are some of the things that I am hearing from people. They're blaming the advisor that their advisor did not prepare them Folks, that, that cannot help. Let's look, you know, the guilt. Some people are saying, oh, my gosh, I should have, I should have, I should have. But the should have does not help any, okay? The should have does not help any. The fear, let go of the fear. Let, let's go of the shame. Yes, these are things. Because you know what those things do? Fear, fe fear, fear, shame, and blame all fear shame and blame does is 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 it 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 holds you back it holds you back we we have a we have a caller let's get to this caller hello caller you're on the line yes good afternoon pastor <laughs> uh, <laughs> i am going to be brief i've been listening to you and everything that you have said there's nothing i can add we as Christian people yes. cannot follow the world to do the same thing the way they do. <laughs> so you have said everything, and there's nothing that I can add except the Lord himself says, in time of trouble, yes. call on me. Yes. I will answer you. 
and I will show you great and mighty things you do not know of. So who do we call when we're in trouble? Wow. I wow. am with you. I am not going to minimize the problem. Yes. But I'm not going to be running away and believe well. I am fearful of what is going to happen. The Lord says I'm covered. Yes. Yes. Yes, my brother. Thank you. Thank you so much for calling and sharing those wonderful words. Thank you. You're welcome, yes. brother. Yes. You're welcome. And keep on the good work. Thank keep you. Keep on the good work. Thank you. Just continue. You're welcome. All right. Bye God bye. bless. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. I just want to give that. You see, you see, a lot of times you call. Sometimes I know sometimes you're saying, wow, what you're going to say won't mean anything. But let me tell you, when you call, you're also encouraging others. So I thank the caller. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. All the best, my brother. You have a great one. You too. Be blessed. All right. Thanks. Yes. You know, so... When you call, when you call, sometimes you may be timid or you're hesitant and you're saying, sometimes we even go through and we think that what we are going to say don't make sense. But don't, don't look at it that way because it's not what you're saying that's what's going to make sense. It's the Holy Spirit going to use your words and the words that you use can be such encouragement for others because the times we are going through right now, people are stressed. People are stressed. And here's the, tr- here's the truth of the matter. You are we. Let me say we, not you. We would not be human if we weren't somewhat nervous right now. We would not be human. We would not be humans. So because of our humanity, we're going to be nervous because of our humanity. But what did the brother just remind us? Because in our flesh, in our flesh, we are weak, but we have an advocate. Folks, don't forget, we have an advocate that we can call on. We can call on. Look at an arguably, I don't think it's arguably, the greatest evangelist of all time is Paul. And listen to what Paul said. Paul said, sometimes because of this flesh that I have, sometimes I don't even do what I am supposed to do. Can you imagine that? That St. Paul says that. So if Paul is going to say that, you know, but remember now, oh my gosh, one of the most powerful verse in the Bible. I know all of them are powerful, but remember there's a verse that Paul shared with us. He said, when we are weak, when we are weak, we are strong in Christ. Oh my gosh, that, oh, that, that's a praise hallelujah. You guys not shouting enough. That's when we are weak, oh my gosh, that is when Christ's strength comes. Because we are strong in him. It's in him, guys. It's not in us. Because here's the truth of the matter. Here's the truth of the matter. And some of you, some of you may want to argue with me. Here's the truth. At the end of the day, folks, we are nothing. We are nothing. We are nothing, but it's Christ. It's the Christ in us. 
Oh my gosh. He's the one that's elevated. It's not us. Did you, did you notice that all of the servants of Christ, you know, you talk about Jude, James, John, you, all of them, Peter. Did you notice what they call themselves? Did you guys realize that they all call themselves servants? Yeah. They all call themselves servants of Christ. And I can tell you, when we can call ourselves servant of Christ, oh my gosh, that is such an esteemed honor because that means we are in his will. We are striving to be in his will. But sometimes our pride, sometimes our pride, because I know even some of you know, after even stop and thinking where you're saying, oh my gosh, did he just say we are nothing? Did he just say we are nothing? Where some of us will go and like, oh my gosh, I was this. No, I'm not disrespecting any of you. I said, we, we are nothing. It's Christ. It's the Christ in us that makes us something. It's not we, it's him. It's him. And when we can get to that level where we can humble ourselves under him, then, oh my gosh, that's the start where he can start working on us. So, so as we go on, so as I said, we're, we're still in the studio, toll free, 888-221-8990. 888-221-8990, local 772-221-1100, 772-221-1100. I hope this word, I hope this word is reaching some of you. I just hope maybe it not, may not reach all, but if we reach some. So as I was saying about the fear, I am encouraging you. I'm trying to encourage you, remind you. Let us let go of the fear, the shame, the blame, and the guilt. Because the only thing those feelings does, and let me also put worry. Let me put worry in there because that's another brother. Fear, shame, blame, guilt, and worry. They are all siblings. They're all siblings. And the only thing that they do, they hold us back. That's all they do. They hold us back. So what I want to encourage you, yes, we don't know when this coronavirus is going to go, but we cannot stop planning. We cannot stop planning. We still have to focus on the future. But here's the beauty. Here's the beauty. Here's the position that we are in as believers. We are in a win-win situation. Oh my gosh, what is he saying? Win-win? Do we have coronavirus and he's saying we are in win-win? Yes, we are win-win. Because if we plan, okay, you're going to say, all right, Hubert, how can you tell me plan for the future? I don't know what's going to happen. The CDC saying this, the CDC saying that. Let, let us go to this other caller. Caller, you're on the line. Hello, caller. Hello. Yes, hello. How are you? Praise the Lord. Uh, I, I tried to call you to tell you that God has brought you here for such a time like this. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
And uh, uh, what the previous caller said, is, you're so right. Mm. Yeah, all mm. what you're saying is is uh, is true facts. Thank God. Mm. And uh, as as you said, we are to pray. Mm. I have experienced the word of prayer mm-hmm. for years now. I'm waking up at the from four o'clock, mm. and I prayed until around six thirty-seven. And I can next, brother, mm-hmm. the miracle that God is performing. Mm. I, I went to homes and lay hands on people and mm. uh, things happened straight away. Hallelujah. I, 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 God is performing his miracle. And as you said, things have happened for a reason. Yes. God wants his people to know that he's God. Yes. And he has power and authority over the world. Hallelujah. Men do not know that. Mm. And I, another thing you said, mm. that we are to get together and help one another. Yes. I have a group, a group of three of us mm. that is helping. We meet and they do. Mm. I'm 86 year old and they do the shopping mm. for me and they come and they give me things. Mm. I, I tell you, God, I tell you, my heart is overwhelmed. Wow. How did these two ladies are really helping me? Wow. And that's what we have to do at this time, not to fear or worry, but to reach out for one another Yes. and help one another yes that yes. we store in heaven or a gift in heaven we'll get it later on wow and wow. so you, god has brought you i just i have financial problem that i was going to call you but i'm not interested in that right Hallelujah. now Hallelujah. all i want to tell you that god has brought you here for mm. such a time like this mm. Just wow. as he did with, with Nehemiah. Wow. What's all that? Yeah. Oh, damn All glory to God. And so you continue, mm. no matter what the others are saying, mm. continue in the power and knowledge of God. Mm. Because God wants his people to know what is happening. Mm. Thank you, Mother. Thank you. And, uh, Thank that, you. and one thing I want to say, Prayer changes things. Yes. God bless you. Thank you. I receive it. I receive it in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. 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 I want to thank that caller. I tell you, folks, I tell you, sometimes you're going to call and you think it won't make a difference because I tell you, these callers call here. Here I am calling and I am sharing and I'm telling you, I am here and I am being ministered to. I am being ministered. I am being ministered. So, so I thank them and I know, I know the words of encouragement because in times like these, we need to encourage each other. We need to encourage each other. And as mother just reminded us, we encourage each other and pray for each other because there are things we cannot do but prayer. We can pray. We can pray. You know the verse. Why worry? Why worry when we can pray? And I'm not minimizing it, but remember what Jesus says in Matthew 6. Which one of us, which one of us can Add one day to our life by worrying. Which one of us? And he reminds us, the sparrow, the sparrow, the sparrow who Christ says basically is nothing to him. Nothing because the sparrow is worth two fardens. That's what the word says. And he says he cares. He cares for the sparrow. 
He cares for the sparrow. He cares for the lilies, the lilies of the field. Remember what Jesus says, the lilies of the field. They are so well clothed, not even Solomon in all his glory was clothed like these. What, 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 the lilies, sparrow lilies, and here it is. We, we who are made in his image. Folks, please grab a hold of that. We are made in his image. Is in his image. Because you got to remember. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, let me tell you, that, that's a praise hallelujah. If you guys are not praising, we are made in his image. Wow. Wow. That, those, those are words to celebrate. I, I, I can tell you. I can tell you. So, wow. I thank these callers. I thank these callers. We're still in the studio. We still got 10 minutes, folks. So you can call, give your testimony, 888-221-8990, 888-221-8990, local 772-221-1100, 772-221-1100. You know, so God has placed this word and I share this word and, you know, Reverend Jonathan prayed and we stood in agreement about this word before we came on. So we know and we are confident. We are confident that his words, his words will not come back void. So I know as these words are coming over the radio waves and the Internet, I know this word has gone into some hearts and it has brought peace. It has brought peace. And we continue to pray that the peace of the Lord, the peace that surpasses all understanding as we go through this moment, that is peace, is peace. Peace will so cover us. It does not mean that Corona is not there, but his peace, his peace, because remember what he said. He didn't say he can, he's got, he could take it away, but he says you don't need to work because guess what? He will carry us through it, through it. <laughs> I tell you. These are moments when I wish I could see. Because there was this song also. This old song. It's a very old song. It's a very old song. I know it from a teenager when we used to sing. Well, not when we used to sing. They used to sing it. They used to sing it in church because I couldn't sing. But here's this chorus. Through it all. Through it all. Through it all. I've learned to trust in Jesus. And I've learned to trust in God through it all, through it all. So my prayer to you all this afternoon, that through it all, through it all, we can put our trust in him. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, it says, lean not on your understanding. Lean not on your understanding, but just trust him. Because here's the truth of the matter. Folks, as you hear these talks about corona, people are thinking the government is going to rescue us. Here's the truth of the matter. Folks, the number one 
the number one, what you call it, um, vi virologist, they, they don't even understand it. So what is it you're going to sit here and worry and trying to understand? The government doesn't understand it, but we have a source. Why do you think Solomon wrote that 3, 5, and 6? Lean not on your understanding. We cannot understand what is going on with corona. We don't know if it's going to be two weeks. We don't know if it's going to be two months. We don't know if it's going to be two years. But here's what. We have a source. We have a source, folks. And these are the encouraging words that I have for you this afternoon. Look to your source. Look to your source. We have a source. For those of you who have not read your Bible in a while, it's an opportunity. You can take up that Bible, brush off the dust, because I know, that, listen, I'm not throwing any rocks. I'm just saying the truth. Just take that Bible. Some of it, some of them has cob, as, as, um, cobweb on them. You can brush it off. Brush it off and open it up. Because here's the time. Here's the time. Because remember, he says, you know, when we pray and we seek him, when we pray and we seek him, go back to it. Jeremiah 29, 30. When we pray and we seek him, when we seek him, he didn't say we may find him. <laughs> he said we will. We will find him. He didn't say we may find him. We will find him. But we have to do our part. We have to do our part. Second Chronicles 7 verse 14, what it says. It says, when my people, when my people, my people who are called by my name, called by my name, when they humble themselves, Humble themselves and turn, turn from their evil ways. I know sometimes we hear that and we're like, sometimes our pride will tell us that we're not evil. But he said, when we turn, when we turn from our ways and we turn to him, he said, we will hear from heaven. So, folks, you know, I, you, you know, I'm just sharing it with you. I'm just sharing it with you today. We have an opportunity. So don't just think of ourselves. Think of others. It's an opportunity that we have where we can share love, where we can share love. We have family members. We have siblings. And, and for those of us, the Spirit just quickened me with this. In times like these, in times like these, sometimes we have people that we have ought against is an opportunity. It's an opportunity that we have where we can pick up the phone or we can send an email or we can send a text message. We can send it. We can send some kind of communication and sometimes we can ask our brother or our sister to forgive us. So as I'm saying this, though, I'm also searching my heart. You know, if we have, you know, it's an opportunity. Because here's the truth of the matter. Here's the truth of the matter. And this is a hard truth that sometimes, sometimes we, 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 we don't want to accept this truth. But here's this truth. Corona, Corona 
is no respecter of person. No respecter of person. Any one of us. And I know it's a hard saying. Any one of us can be contracted with this disease. So don't think there's no respecter of person. Any one of us can be contracted with this disease. You know, tomorrow is not promised to any one of us. So it's an opportunity that we have that we can make ourselves right with God. We can make ourselves right with God. You know, the, 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 the God we serve sometimes has to allow these things to get our attention, to get our attention. You know, you remember you go back to even Job and in Job, in Job chapter 3 there, uh, chapter 3, I think it's chapter 327, where it says, after Job went through where his family members, it says that the thing that Job feared most has happened to him. And we ask ourselves sometimes, why do God? But he's such an awesome God that whatever we go through, he promises that whatever the locusts and the canker worms take from us, he will restore us. So you go back to the Jeremiah 29, 14. He said he will restore us. So all the money that you have lost in this past month, he promised us. He said he will restore our prosperity. He will restore us. So, folks, I thank you for allowing me to share some wisdom and insight with you. Be blessed. Be blessed. Seek the Lord. And I will see you next week, Friday, at the same time in beautiful Palm City, WCNO, the good news station. Have a great evening. Thanks for joining us this week on the Financial Literacy Show, the show centered around providing financial education across America, one community at a time. Be sure to tune in next Friday at 4 p.m. with your questions ready to go. For more information, visit SOFAUSA.org. God bless you and have a great week. So let me go down, down, down.